Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Oh, the moon shines tonight on pretty red wing. My, you certainly sound happy this morning, McGee. Well, why shouldn't I, Molly? It's a beautiful day. My favorite TV programs will be coming on pretty soon, and my ingrown toenail is getting better. All in all, I'd say I got no more problems than a Siamese kitten turned loose in a catnip factory. <laughs> well, it certainly does me good to hear you say that. The way you're always trying to hatch some money-making scheme, a person would think you were discontented. Well, I guess I'm just developing a new psychology of life, Molly. A person like me with a lot of talent and an active mind has a tenacity to get restless. But when that happens now, I just stop and think about all the good things I got. My health, a fine wife, peace of mind, nice place to live, and all jazz like that there. Peace of mind is a wonderful thing to have. It sure is, kiddo. It even works on your semi-conscious mind. You might not believe it, but a few days ago, I was so restless, I even had trouble dozing off for my nap. I just tossed and turned all afternoon. Now I just think about how many good things I got, and I sleep like a baby. Well, they say you don't die as young if you're contented. Mm, not only that, but you live longer. And I'm cultivating contentment like it was hybrid corn, and I was 200 acres of rich farmland just outside Keokuk. <laughs> In fact, right now, I'm planning to go walking around the yard, just letting winter's beauty soak into me. That sounds like a fine idea, McGee. I'll join you as soon as I see if we got any mail. I'll wait till you take a look. My new issue of Mighty Mouse Comics should be here today, too. Well, you just relax and be contented, dearie. I'll be right with you. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. Looks terrible in lavender, but you can't beat her vegetable soup. Not much mail today, McGee. Just this one letter for you. Looks like an ad. Let's see what they're trying to get me to buy. Oh, my gosh. What's the matter? Oh, it's from the Internal Revenue Department. Oh, they say. Dear Mr. McGee, we are making a routine investigation of your income tax returns for the years 1938 through 1956. Please be at this office at 10 a.m. Monday and bring your canceled checks for the above years with you. Heavenly days. Cancel checks for 18 years? Oh, Molly, this is going to be the end of me. Everything I've worked so hard for all these years. <laughs> Gone. But they say it's just a routine investigation, dearie. That doesn't mean you're in any trouble. Molly, when they picked up Dillinger, they told him it was a routine investigation, too. But he didn't get the routine. He got the business. Now, McGee, don't go comparing yourself with Dillinger. You never made any false statements on your tax returns? I know that, Molly. But I can't prove some of that stuff from 10 or 15 years back. And they got guys out that revenue office that could make Whistler's mother look like public enemy number one. Well, I still think you're getting all upset before you've had a chance to think the thing out. Just remember how happy you were a few minutes ago. See if you can't recapture some of that mood. I don't think I can, Molly. For some reason or other, the, the idea of losing my life savings and giving up a home and, and going to prison has just ruined my whole day. You're being awfully quiet, McGee. Are you still brooding about that letter you got from the Internal Revenue Department? Well, a letter like that would get anybody shook up. Especially since they say they're investigating my returns from 1938 to 56. 
A man's bound to do a little fudging in 18 years. Have you been able to find all of the canceled checks they told you to bring along to the office? No, I haven't started looking for them yet. I'm trying to go about this thing systemologically. I'm checking over my returns first. I figure there must be something in there that has roused their suspicion. If I can find what it is, I'll have a better idea of what they're going to question me about. Well, have you run across anything that looks peculiar? Not a thing. They all seem to be in perfect order. Here. You look and see if you can find something I missed. Okay. Say, I see one thing I'd question right away, McGee. You listed Dennis P. Driscoll as a dependent. What about it? McGee, you don't support Uncle Dennis. Molly, I support him every Saturday night or he'd never be able to get into the house by himself. You know that as well as I do. What I mean is that you don't give him any money. He has an income of his own. I thought a dependent was anybody that lived with you. Not when he pays his room and board. Mm. Well, maybe they won't notice that. I only listed Uncle Dennis that way for 16, 17 years. Besides, if that's what they were suspicious about, they'd be calling him down there, too. Oh, here's one thing that would arouse my suspicion if I were a revenue agent. What's that? Under occupation, you say you're retired, but then you list $800 in business expense. Well, that's oblivious, Molly. When your business is being retired, then the money you spend going on picnics and buying croquet sets and putting up new hammocks becomes business expense. I see. I wonder what he'll be like. Who'll be like? Your cellmate in prison. Oh, now, Molly, those business expenses are perfectly illegal. You can say that again. What I mean is that I can show receipts for every one of them. You seem to forget, Molly, that I'm no freshman when it comes to finance. Why, back in Peoria, I used to operate my own business as an income tax counselor. If I ever knew about that, I'd long since forgotten it, sweetheart. Well, it's true. In fact, whenever people saw me driving down the street in that old Dodge touring car of mine, they'd know I was on my way to help some poor soul with his tax. Oh. Tax Dodge McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Tax Dodge McGee, a towering titan in the tough terrain of technical tax totaling, touted from Tacoma to Texarkana for my tidy toils and the tedious task of telling tax totals to such tradespeople as taxidermists, tinsmiths, tar testers, tire tossers, traffic technician, and T-top detotaling detaster. <laughs> well, I doubt that your previous experience in tax matters is going to cut much ice with the men at the Revenue Bureau, McGee. Oh, I think it will. In fact, I'm beginning to feel better about the whole thing. I may even make some money out of this, you know it. Kramer down at the drugstore told me that if they call you down there and don't find anything wrong with your returns, they pay you for the time you lost assembling the documents. Now, what do you suppose I'll get, Molly? Fifteen years. Oh. McGee, where are you? I'm up here in the attic hunting for those dad rotted canceled checks I have to take down to the revenue office. Come up and give me a hand, will you? Are you having trouble finding them? Molly, they're investigating my tax returns for the past 18 years. I'll bet Winner, Fierce, Penner, Pinch, Penner, and Bean don't keep their canceled checks that long. Well, you better locate them, McGee. Otherwise, you won't have a leg to stand on. Just so they don't give me a cell to sit in. That's all I'm worried about. I got most of the stuff together here. I'm just missing 19 off 39 and 19 off 44. I think the statute of liniment has run out on those years anyhow. Well, I know what you mean, dearie, but that's not the right word. Liniment is the name of a plant they used to make chewing gum out of. Oh, no, Molly, you're thinking of spearfish. I am not. Spearfish is one of the leading characters on Amos and Andy. Oh, Molly, now you're getting yourself all confused. That's clingstone. 
Oh, no, I'm sure that isn't right, McGee. A clean stone is the type of peach. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'll be in a peach of a mess if I can't find those canceled checks and the statute of liniment hasn't run out on them yet. Well, did you look in your old theatrical trunk? You used to keep all kinds of junk in there. Say, that's an idea. I'll bet maybe the stuff I need is in there. Just let me get the thing open. Well, what do you know about that? Are the canceled checks there? Never mind the canceled checks. Look at this. It's that old tousled red wig and the false beard I used to wear when we were in Bottleville. Remember? Oh, I'd almost forgotten that act. You played the part of a country bumpkin and I was a pretty young milkmaid. Remember the rural jokes we used to tell before we went into our song number? I told you that our black horses ate more than the white ones. The only reason for it I could think of was the fact that we got more black horses than white. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> The only trouble was that the audience usually didn't laugh at it as much as you did. That's true. <laughs> but if the response wasn't so good, I'd add live a line about giving a benefit performance at the city morgue and getting a bigger reception over there. <laughs> it's no wonder Vaudeville died, McGee. I think you were the one who killed it. Ah, oh, it wasn't that bad. As a matter of fact, we used to bring down the house when we finished with Jada Jada Jing Jing Jing, you singing to me on the uke. It was that number that earned us a spot next to closing at the palace. The only trouble was that it was the palace in Terre Haute, Indiana. Well, maybe we never did get to the top, but we had a million laughs. We sure did. Ah, but this reminiscing isn't going to find those canceled checks you need. No, I don't need them anymore, Molly. Why not? I'll just wear this red wig and false beard down at the revenue office and take my ukulele along, too. Running through a few of my old routines will jolly them up so they'll forget what they wanted me for. Well, McGee, have you gotten all the documents together that the Internal Revenue Office told you to bring down there? Nope. I can't figure out where all the dead red stuff is, Molly. I've hunted all over the house, and I can't find my canceled checks for 1939 and 1940-4. The Revenue Department will probably slap me down with a writ of magnanimous if I show up without them, too. Maybe you just didn't write any checks in either of those years. Well, I must have wrote at least one in 1939, because that was the year I had the valves ground in the car. I remember that specifically because they're beginning to need it again. Oh? I guess they didn't do a very good job the first time. Well, I know you went all through the attic hunting for those checks, and I looked all around the basement for them. Did you check that old filing cabinet in the den? Oh, my gosh, Molly, I hadn't had that thing open in so long, I forgot all about it. I'll bet that's where they are, too. Come on, help me look. Okay. I certainly hope those checks are in there. It's so inconvenient to get from here to the federal penitentiary to see you on visiting day. Molly, don't be counting your chickens before the barn door is hatched. I'm sure these checks will corroborate everything I put on my tax return. Let's see now. I suppose I'd have tax data filed in here under T. Nope. Nothing there but an old sandwich. Heavenly days, McGee. Why would you have an old stale sandwich filed under tea in your filing cabinet? Because it's a tuna fish salad sandwich, that's why. Where else would you file it? Well, look in the C folder. Maybe you file them under checks. Yeah, that's an idea. Well, I'll be down and look at this, Molly. I got a whole batch of unworked crossword puzzles filed under C. I cut them out of the paper and stuck them in there, figuring I'd work them when I got a chance. <laughs> Molly, what's two-letter word for the Egyptian sun god? We didn't come up here to work crossword puzzles, McGee. We're here hunting for canceled checks. Canceled checks? Canceled... What canceled checks? 
Oh, yeah, the cancel checks. Well, I better go through the whole file. There's no telling what I put them under. Gee whiz, look at this. What is it? It's a letter from an old friend of mine, a guy by the name of Fred Nittany, from Star Rock, Illinois. You heard me speak of him. It was wrote on March the 23rd, 1937. Suppose I really ought to answer it one of these days. McGee, the cancel check. I know, I'm hunting for him, I'm hunting for him. Gosh, look at this. It's that issue of the Literary Digest where they picked Landon to win the election. I wanted to save that to check on their reasoning behind the thing. McGee, you have to go to the revenue office tomorrow morning. Okay, Molly, okay. Oh, look. Here's all those mementos I brought back from the Chicago World's Fair in 33. Folder about the travel and transportation building, some pictures of the Belgian village, an unused ticket for the sky ride, a feather from... Oh, I wonder if there's any place I could cash that. McGee, you've gone all the way through the file and those canceled checks aren't there. What are you going to do now? I'll just go down to the revenue office without them, that's all. McGee, they won't take kindly to that. Molly, the worst they can do is send me to prison. And with all these crossword puzzles to solve and letters to answer and stuff to look over, I can keep busy for as long a sentence as I'm likely to get. Oh, McGee, you've hardly touched your breakfast. Now eat before your eggs get cold. I'm, I'm not hungry, Molly. This is the day they wanted me to come down to the Internal Revenue Office and check over my tax returns, and I've got an eerie predomination about the whole thing. Oh, now, McGee, there's nothing to worry about. Mr. Kramer down at the drugstore told me that they'd just go through the file and pick out names at random to investigate. It doesn't mean you're in any trouble. Molly, they don't keep the vacancies filled in prisons by picking out names at random. I've been lying awake all night thinking about how many of the deductions I claimed would look phony if you started going over them with a fine-tooth saw. Oh, you're getting yourself all worked up about nothing, no. sweetheart. You're as honest as the day is long. Yeah, and the days are getting shorter all the time. <laughs> I just hope I can get a cellmate who knows how to play gin rummy. Listen, I don't want to hear all this talk about going to prison. What did you ever put on your tax return that was inaccurate? Well, for one thing, the year I bought you that diamond ring for Christmas, I put it down as a business expense. What'd you do that for? Well, I just bought myself a whole new fishing outfit, and I figured that if I didn't come up with a nice present for you, you'd give me the business. So that made it a business expense, according to my calculations at the time. I don't think the revenue people will agree with that definition. I know. I can't even sound convincing when I talk to myself about it now. I'm going to do time, kiddo. Well, you could plead ignorance. That shouldn't be hard to prove. Molly, if that's supposed to be a witticism, I'm in no mood for it. When I get down to that revenue office, I'm going to be in more trouble than a Siamese kitten that can't find its way out of the dog pound. Well, if you've gotten somebody to help you with your tax return who knew something about it... Molly, that's water over the bridge i got to face the fact that they've decided to persecute me. I'm going to be their scapegoat. That's the way they work, you know. They pick out an honest citizen and throw the book at him just to use him as an example. Oh, McGee, you're not being persecuted. This is a democracy. You have a right to demand justice. When you're as guilty as I am, justice is the worst thing you can get. The only thing I'm hoping... Did you hear a noise on the porch? Yeah, there must be somebody out there. They'd come after me, Molly. They probably got the house surrounded by a whole squad of treasury. Oh, calm down, McGee. It was just a postman. Oh. I'll go see what he brought. 
I guess I should have told the postman goodbye, too. He'll probably be retired by the time I get out of jail. Oh, here's a letter for you from the Internal Revenue Bureau, dear. Oh, my gosh. They're probably telling me to go straight to prison so I won't put them to the expense of a trial. Let me see. Let me see which cell block I report to. Now, it may not be that bad. What do they say? Well, I'll be a close relative of an orangutan. <laughs> Listen to this. Dear Mr. McGee, we regret having dispatched a letter to you last week ordering you to report to this office. This letter should have been sent to a Filbert McGee, who also resides in this city. On checking over your return, we find only one error. You overpaid your 1956 taxes by $243.58. A refund check in that amount is enclosed. Heavenly day. You know, Molly, we're sure lucky to have such an efficient, fair-minded bunch of fellows working for our government. I must remember to send them a box of cigars at Christmas time. <laughs> 